0: Hey, yeah, Busy Work is on the air. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to speak with Amelia Parnell from the National Association of Student Personnel Administrators. I met Amelia in July of 2023 at the Suitable Pathways Conference in Philadelphia. She was the opening keynote speaker, and when she mentioned her podcast, I figured, hey, this has to be somebody we get on the show. So joining us now by phone, Amelia Parnell, welcome to the Busy Work podcast.
1: Thank you, Corey, so much for having me. You know, we, we talked
0: at, at Suitable and that was, that was a crazy event, so it wasn't a lot of time. So we, we've kind of stayed in touch since then. Uh, it's been very interesting to me to listen in on your episodes. Tell me more about the National Association of Student Personnel Administrators and especially your role as Vice President for Research and Policy.
1: Sure. So NASPA is like many other membership associations, and I'd say that kind of ranges. So when you think membership associations, those are not exclusive to higher education. Mm -hmm. Um, If you think about AARP, for example, that's a membership that you could join. And so like many other membership associations, NASPA has a primary audience, and I'd say that audience is um, the the group of people on the campus who work in student services or student life or student affairs, and that can range from everything that includes housing to career services, academic advising, uh, clubs and activities, and those individuals who work in those roles, we would say, are student affairs or student services professionals. So if they join NASPA in return for their membership fee that, that they pay us, We offer them a lot of things, so opportunities to connect with other professionals in the field. We have a number of conferences. We do online programming. We have publications and books and things of that sort. So it's intended to be uh, an association, a place where professionals who all have a similar type of scope of work can come and network with each other and learn about latest issues in the field. So with that in mind my role specifically to lead the research and policy area, is an opportunity to do all kinds of inquiry. So we look at things that relate to the student experience, so literally what's it like for a student who wants to work while in college, what are some things that colleges can do to make that experience um, as meaningful as possible, all the way to larger issues like how do students handle things like emergency, so uh, food insecurity or housing instability and things like that. And then we also look at issues that are related to those professionals. So someone coming into the field to work in student affairs for the first time, what types of things they know about what issues are coming around the corner and things like that on the policy and advocacy side again we, we look at some of the similar issues that are larger in higher education so issues related to revamping the fafsa um, looking at issues like title nine uh, free speech and so as you can imagine there's probably uh more that we could look at yeah. than we have time to do, which makes the, the job fun. Um, but, the, but the good part is that I think NASA, because it covers so much ground, there's a lot of room for people to join. So this is not that shameless plug to, like, join NASA, <laughs> but I can say that they cover a lot of different things. Um, and I've been there uh, nine years and I've enjoyed it very much.
0: Your podcast is called Speaking of College. What, what led to yeah. your decision to, to start a podcast, first of all?
1: Honestly... It truly came about during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think many of us had some time to reflect yeah. you know, on, on all types of things. And uh, and at the time, I kept thinking about you know how much was changing around me. And so literally from uh, being someone who lives and works in D.C. and going to the office every day, I was working from home. And because we could work from almost anywhere, I had um, re- relocated for a couple months to Florida to be close to the family and just really have more space to move around and things like that. And so as I was kind of reflecting on, like, what what is what – is, what's motivating me, what's what's inspiring me in this time when higher education was predicted to be completely different in three years and everything was going to change. And so I kept thinking about what it would be like to be going into college for the first time during the pandemic or even after the pandemic. And it gave me an opportunity to reflect even more. As you can tell, I had a lot of time on my hands (laughs) to think about kind of my own contributions. Why did I pick this field? What did I want to do? Who did I want to impact? And I kept circling back around the same core theme, which was to say, I can't tell you the number of times because I've been so many, that someone has come to me and said, Amelia, you work in the field related to college, right? Do you work on a campus? So I might say I have before in the past. And they pretty swiftly say, I have a neighbor whose cousin's uh, you know, daughter is thinking about going to college. Can they ask you some questions? Well, I was reading the news the other day about this thing called the FAFSA. Can mm. you tell me a little bit more about what that is? And so the more I kept thinking about the number of times over the years I've answered those types of questions, or I've been in everyday kind of conversations with friends who don't work in the field, it became obvious to me that there's still a space where those who are thinking about college, or maybe currently enrolled in college, or just having a conversation about college, there's so much nuance. Um, That the average person doesn't know. And that's not a critique of our ability in higher education to make that plain. I just think there's an issue related to capacity. I mean, colleges are really, really busy serving the students they already have. But for the ones who are considering college or maybe just navigating it for the first time, it's an incredibly expensive endeavor, and it takes up a lot of time. And I thought, okay, why... Isn't this easier to understand? Where are the sources of reliable answers to college-related questions? And so I created the podcast because I literally wanted to have a show. That would provide reliable answers to college-related questions, but for an everyday audience. And so, the way I kind of describe it is not the conversation for us—you know, those of us who work in higher education—but mm-hmm. it's the conversation for your neighbor or for your friends and family who don't work in the field um, primarily like we do. And so, I pick topics that I feel like are really popular, and I make the conversation like an everyday conversation. So I don't even say higher education. I say college because the average person outside of the field, they don't say, let's talk about higher education. They say, are you going to college? So I try to pick topics that are, um, popular and relevant enough for people to have frequently uh, asked uh, ideas and then I try to invite a guest that I see as an expert and so that bridges those two things together. It's not going to cover everything and of course you know the average person who's going to Google will probably still go to Google or, or call a friend of a friend but I'd like to think that, at, that over time this will be a repository of some consistently reliable information to kind of bridge a little bit of the gap for people who don't have access to me and you and others. They can ask and uh, feel like they can trust the responses.
0: Yeah. Emphasis on reliable. Yeah. Emphasis on reliable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Google, Google is, it's helpful for so many things, but you've got to vet those sources and, and it's easy to get inaccurate or misleading information too. So it is nice to have that repository where you can say this is, yeah. this is reliable. Cool. Tell, tell me about your podcast. What are, what kinds of topics, what would you say maybe would be the top three topics that you found to be the most uh, popular among your audience?
1: Oh that's an easy one. I think it kind of it kind of mirrors what we see in the headlines. And so my very first episode of the first season uh was speaking of college costs and I invited a, a director of financial aid at, at Georgetown to join me on a conversation that included everything from the difference between in-state and out-of-state tuition. Can we break down the subsidized, unsubsidized loan conversation? Um, what do we need to know about grants and things like that? So I think when when anyone brings up the topic of college, one of the very next things someone will mention will be the cost. I even said it when I said it's an incredibly expensive endeavor. So I think that's one of the most popular ones because I think anyone who's considering going will have to at some point think about how they're going to pay for it. So that's that's a big one um, another one was actually related to mental health and so I invited a, a friend uh, to talk with me about how college students could manage their day-to-day um, engagements. And so if it ends up being something that is particularly stressful or makes them feel uncomfortable what are some things that they can do to manage um, their attention to their mental health the same way they would do with their physical health and so that was a really really good one um, and then I would just say speaking of college Jobs. I like that one a lot too, and so I think I'm probably gonna in the next couple of episodes come back to that conversation. Not exclusively just uh, how do I get a job, but what is the the future of work and how do mm-hmm. internships play into all this type of thing. So, which kind of is a nice segue to, to your podcast that we talked about. So, those would be my top three. I shouldn't have favorites because I like all of them <laughs> so much, but those are the three that I get the most comments about.
0: Do you do you find that that people are excited to talk to you on, on the podcast about about their area of expertise?
1: Well, I think they are because, honestly, I I tapped into some of my friends. Mm -hmm. So usually when I say, hey, would you like to join me for a conversation, I usually tell them, like, this is not going to be your typical podcast that you might join. Like, you don't have to do a lot of work because I'm asking (laughs) them about things that they do in their daily work all the time. So if you ask a financial aid uh, director to explain uh, how grants and loans work, that's that's something they do, you know, regularly. So it ends up being more of a conversation. And I try to sprinkle in a couple fun questions. So I I start every episode off by asking the individual to tell us about their own College journey. So when you go back to the beginning and how it all started, where did you go to school and what influenced your decision to go there? That kind of breaks the ice and helps the listener see that there's not so much of a um, space between where they're trying to go in college and what could end up being a result on the the back end finding something that you like to do. And college was a part of that. So. No, I think my I think my friends uh, and I have had such good conversations that they uh, at least they've been very gracious and they haven't told me otherwise. And <laughs> I've enjoyed every conversation.
0: What's on the <laughs> schedule for some upcoming shows?
1: Well, I have a couple ideas, and naturally, I want to pick topics that I feel like are you know, timely and relevant. Um, I'm, I'm so intrigued when I'm not doing this podcast that I'm always interested and fascinated by conversations related to data, so I'm mm. tempted to see what an angle of AI might be, but I, I don't think it'll be specifically what's artificial intelligence. I don't know if the average uh, college goer or someone who's pursuing it wants to know that, but I might do an episode on cybersecurity, so things that individuals need to know about how their information is flowing around and how do colleges make sure that their information is safeguarded. just kind of a did-you-know type episode. That'll that'll be fun. Um, I definitely want to do one that kind of breaks down this discussion of the value of college. Um, I I realize that we work in an industry that not everybody will take advantage of, and I'm I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But for those that do, it won't necessarily be one of those super persuasive, like, college is valuable and worth it and here's why you should you should believe it too. But instead maybe unearthing some of the, the narratives that are not as popular as if you go to college you'll get a great job or if you go to college you'll make great connections. I think we know those things to be common reasons why we would support it. I want to maybe break it down a little bit more and, and take a fresh, fresh look at the value of college and what someone might say about that. And then the third is as you can tell I've been thinking about this <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's great. Um so, something related to student success. I I had a really cool opportunity over the summer to deliver a provocation. I think I might have mentioned some of this uh, when I met you in in Philly at the conference uh, to talk about what does it mean to be successful in college. And so I think that the goal for many of us who start any type of venture is to be successful at it. And I think uh, we have, of course, the typical metrics like graduation and persistence and, um, you know, being enrolled for a certain period of time. Uh, But I think we can go more than that and describe successful college experiences in a way that has more detail. So if somebody were listening, they might have a little bit of a blueprint to follow. So those are my top three, something related to cybersecurity, something related to the value of college and uh, something about being successful. But I'm honestly open to all types of conversations. Oh, and the bonus one is coming back to that conversation around work and uh, careers and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. if you got suggestions though, or if anybody who's listening has suggestions, <laughs> I, I welcome those all the time. I want people to listen and find it useful.
0: The podcast is, speaking of college, You, I know you have it on Apple Podcasts. Do you, do you promote it out anywhere else?
1: Oh, it's everywhere you can get podcasts, I'm pretty sure. So it's on Spotify, right. Apple Podcasts, I think. Uh, Google has it, so if you just put it in Google, it'll, it'll probably come up. Um, I do not post as often as I should. I, during the pandemic, when I had more time, I was doing episodes almost every week, and then I said, okay, I don't know that I can keep this up. <laughs> but I think I'm uh, in 2024. I already have some some guest lineup, so that'll be the time that I do a bit of a uh, brand refresh. And so it'll be everywhere you can get uh, podcasts. Right now, there are three seasons up, so you probably could get through about 25 episodes if you're just hearing about it. So there's enough there to get started with.
0: Thank you, Amelia. I I enjoyed meeting you. Of course, this summer, I'm glad we've stayed in touch. And I really appreciate you giving me the time today to to talk on this podcast about your podcast. And uh, definitely want to promote this out for you, because I know I I talk to a lot of families, a lot of prospective families, the financial aid questions are always the big ones. And I think this is a great resource. So thanks for taking the time to talk to busy work today.
1: You are very welcome.
0: Amelia Parnell, always appreciate the opportunity to meet with people working in my world of higher education, college, university, whatever you want to call it. And especially in this case, speaking with Amelia about this outstanding resource she has created and continues to build with the Speaking of College podcast. With episodes that include info about the costs and benefits of college and so much more, I strongly recommend this podcast to you as a reliable source of information for you or someone, you know, busy work, always working to help you mind your business. We'll catch you next time.